welcome to And It's Writing, a tipsy writing podcast for one of our mini episodes. Every other Friday, you can also join us at 7.30 Eastern on Twitch for a live stream. To see the upcoming schedule, check out our website at anditswriting.com. That's one word, no spaces. I'm Avery Ames, writer of adult fantasy. And I'm DC McNaughton, speculative and historical fiction writer. So grab a drink, pop in your earbuds, and enjoy today's episode. So today we are going to talk about morally gray characters and unlikable characters. (laughs) My favorite. I love making (laughs) characters so unlikable that no agent wants me. (laughs) I'm the professional at making unlikable characters. They're so fascinating. I know. They're so much fun. Uh, they, They are. You know, it's, it is hard to write them though. You have to you really have to make sure that you're you're following a method that lets the reader enjoy them, even though they're not really enjoyable to the other characters. Because if your reader doesn't want to read about them, then you've got a serious problem. So for me, like the hardest thing about writing an unlikable character is making sure that their goals are simple. Their goals or a certain part of them doesn't have to be their goals. Um, is is interesting or um exciting enough that the reader makes you want to keep going um and it's so hard that is compelling i was going to say one of the things that i think we might want to touch on is you see the words morally gray character a lot and so i'm kind of curious what our definitions are for morally gray for me a morally gray character is doing something that popular opinion says they probably shouldn't do and they could be altruistic or they maybe they're not um maybe they're 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 basically like in a place where their desires aren't necessarily um for the best of everything (laughs) at least for me that's kind of what it means is that what it means for you Kind of, um, because a lot of times you kind of see the definition, like morally gray character, people who do bad things, but for the right reasons. And I think that can be like one form of morally Mm -hmm. gray character, but I don't think it's the only form. I don't think the character needs to have, quote unquote, the right reasons. Um, Like one thing is like a lot of the like really sympathetic villains, if you just switched the camera so that they were the protagonist, they would be a morally gray protagonist. Um, right like the one that comes to mind like from from a movie that's really easy to to sympathize with is killmonger from black panther um i don't know if you've seen black panther have not well he has very very good points he's just willing to go really far to like make those <laughs> points he's zealous he's he's a zealot kind yeah. of for and his own like, points yeah and you're watching it and you're going no you you have a really solid case dude uh, just maybe, <laughs> maybe a little less murder to get there. But then at the same time, you're like, but I kind of see why you were pushed into murdering to get there because nobody else was listening. So right. it's very compelling to see how far people are willing to go to get what they want. But I don't think in this case, what they want is actually kind of a solid cause, but I don't think it has to be. I think sometimes the really compelling, morally gray characters are characters that actually kind of have selfish motives. And yes, you just kind of um, want to see how they get there. <laughs> you know, a really good one that comes to mind, and I, you know, I'm going to reference another uh, TV because TV is interesting and everybody knows it. Um, Mad Men, uh, Don Draper 
I think is a seriously morally great character because he's the protagonist of that show and he constantly sleeps around and he's really nasty. He's very selfish. He's very, he lies. Um, he's untrustworthy, but like for whatever reason you want to sit there and watch him like just destroy everyone's lives, you know? And, and, and there are, you know, he's got sympathetic pieces of him that keep the reader sort of, or the watcher at this point, sort of involved um, and being like, oh, Don Draper, I really wish you wouldn't do that. Or Don <laughs> Draper, your life is so good. Why are you doing this right now? You know, and I can, that's a different sort of morally gray where you're like not necessarily fighting for a bigger cause. You're not, you know, and you're not trying to commit genocide. There's like, there's different values of gray and like, you know, Don Draper to me, he's, he's very successful, but like, I think a lot of his um, behavior is from traumatic experiences. Um, so in that way, and we kind of see some of that in his backstory and, and that kind of makes us sympathize a little, but also we just hate him. Like, <laughs> you know, we just hate him. <laughs> so it's for me, it's yeah. It, there, there's such a wide variety, you know, but I think you bring up a really good point is that there are almost two kinds of the morally gray character in that there are some that are like, doing things where you're like oh that's not what I oh that's not a good choice but I'm yeah. still rooting for you to win and then yeah. there's the ones that you're you don't really want them to win but it's very compelling to watch their story um, another one this is another tv show that I thought of is and this is actually kind of almost more of a villain origin story is Breaking Bad because the yes. main character starts off so sympathetic and then keeps making terrible choices. And by the end, you're like, oh, you are, you are the bad guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but that's yeah. compelling to watch, um, yes. even though at a certain point you stop rooting for him. Yes. So I think there are kind of, yeah, there's the morally gray characters that you, that you want to win and the morally gray characters that you just want to watch the train wreck. Yes. And there are reasons that this is so, and like, this is where it comes in. Like, how do you do that? Like, how do you make a character that mm -hmm. is like that, that the reader is going to want to follow around? And it is difficult. I'm not going to oh, lie. Yeah. Um, but like, also it's very rewarding um, if you can do it right. Um, and I would say the biggest tip, and I don't know if you're the same, is just, this is, you have to give them something that someone really, really likes about them. Uh, you know, for like, I, I don't want to bring up, I hate to bring up Brandon Sanderson, um, but he's got a very good way to do it. He calls it the character sliding scales. Look them up mm -hmm. if you got a chance. Um, basically it's three different traits and you have to have two of the bars like really high or really low. And then one bar, the opposite direction. You have to like have these balanced bars where like, if they're really likable, they have to like be kind of like, not very, um, uh, one was competency. Very, yeah, the competency has to be low, or like, like you have to just move them around so not everything's equal. Like you don't want their badness level to be equal to how ugly they are. Because if they're like really, really nasty and really, really ugly, and they're really, really not productive, then that makes for a character you don't want to see. But like, if the character is like, you know, maybe like super uh handsome and woody like i'm thinking of gaston from beauty and the beast like he's handsome and he's handsome and witty but he's an absolute asshole but and he but he's really productive and he really wants to do the thing that kills the beast you know like he really wants to do that thing and it may, like having those 
be kind of sort of like balancing acts makes him a I, meme. I have, <laughs> a meme, a likable me. meme. <laughs> I have joked in the past that like the sneaky trick to making an unlikable, to balancing an unlikable character who's doing horrible things is just to make them really hot. <laughs> Dude, it's real though. I mean, John Draper is hot. Like, <laughs> so bad. There's so like, many villains that people are like super into because they are also hot. <laughs> just make them fucking hot. Like, make those bitches sexy. Like, but, you know, like, that is a um, really cheap trick, but it is an effective. <laughs> oh my gosh! Like, it's it's sad but true. Um, you know, and some, but also let's just you know. Those hot, mean characters, if they have like a trickle of a sad thing that's driving oh, yeah. kind of their behavior, oh, then it's just like that sweet spot. It's like they're hot and they're sad and they're mean. <laughs> like, why do, why do I like this person? <laughs> and I have one of these in the book that I'm just wrapping up revisions on. It's one of the love interests who does some nasty things. Uh, but you realize this, this falls into the nasty things for the greater good. Um, but at first you don't know it's for the greater good, but people were still into him because he was really sexy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. me. And then later you find out that it's, oh, he actually kind of had altruistic motives. He was just being real, like sketch about explaining them. Yes. Um, And for anybody who doesn't know, altruistic means for the better good. Like you're, you're doing things to try to be nice. (laughs) Um, yeah. you're trying to make the world a better place even if you may take drastic measures to do it yeah yep so it's yeah it's it's hard but it's, it's very hard yeah it um, is and I know this is not this is not one of your favorite books but one of the examples I like to give um for making people root for an unlikable character is V.E. Schwab's Vicious mm. um because the main characters in that book are not like like all of them you're like you are all terrible people but yet she has a good job of making you side with one of them even though they both have bad reasons <laughs> yeah I don't remember enough about the characters to remember why I didn't like it but I kind of feel like it was because they were self-absorbed and I think I didn't like that but like mm-hmm. also everyone's different and there might have been like qualities that I just didn't notice you know like you know, it, it's, it's hard to say. Uh, so it, it, for instance, I wrote a book and no one liked the, um, my, my uh, protagonist was also very morally gray and he was, ta- you know, he's taking care of a, an old man and he's not, you know, he's not terribly um, nice about it sometimes. And, but like, he's doing it because he wants him to stay alive, but he's not doing it right. And like um, people didn't like him because he lacked um, a lacked a goal that was not um, for himself. Like he was really selfless. He only wanted to do things for other people. And that weirdly made a lot of my readers kind of be like, eh, he's got no personal, he's got no personal goals. Like he doesn't, he didn't want anything for himself. And that made him kind of boring to follow, which is really interesting. Oh. Yeah. Like, and, and I kind of looked at it and I, I actually did think of a thing to fix it. And now that I'm sort of fixing it, I'm like, wow, it's incredible. Like how much of a difference that makes. And it's just cause my, my, I didn't have them quite balanced enough, you know, and it's not the same issue for everyone. You have to find the thing that balances them. So you know that's one of the other things that um 
<clears throat> we kind of touched on a little bit earlier, which was one of the ways to make an unlikable character interesting is to make them, even if it's not likable, relatable in that there's there's realism in the choices they make. So like you can go, oh, that's not the right choice, but I know why you made that. So making your characters feel like real three-dimensional people so that their bad choices make sense for their character helps. Um, and just making them feel as realistic as possible is, is what's really going to like help sell those characters. Um, because if they feel two-dimensional, people aren't going to connect with them as fully as they would. Exactly. Yep. Yep. And I can't think of any other tips except for definitely check out, you know, references are always good and mm -hmm. study the character, the, the, the morally gray characters that you like. <clears throat> check out Brandon Sanderson's sliding scales. They're incredibly helpful. Mm -hmm. um, and I believe it was like, give them two, two good, two positive traits, and two negative traits or something like that. Mm -hmm. And like, it's a whole thing. And uh, I bid you do more research than just us about it because there are so oh, many yeah. different ways to do it, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> this is just a jumping off point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think that's about it. I think that's, that covers my thoughts. Yep. Covers mine too. Okay. So just a reminder, every other Friday, you can join us at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Twitch for our live stream. And to see the upcoming schedule, check out our website at anditswriting.com, all one word. And another reminder that if you heard anything in the episode, such as like the Brandon Sanderson stuff that interests you, please check out the show notes for links and information on where you can get a hold of that. And have a good day, everybody. Thanks. Bye. Bye.